Hello there, listener, and welcome to Fishnets and Philosophy. I am your host, Mix Bell Morgan, and I hope you'll join me on this journey of connection as we embark towards conversations that will be deep, meaningful, and insightful. So if that sounds like something you would enjoy, then sit back, put your headphones in, and let's get philosophical. So, hello and welcome back to Fishnets and Philosophy. I am your host, Mix Bell Morrigan, and I am joined by Savannah today. Um, so, if you could just introduce yourself, maybe what your pronouns, and just anything else that you'd want people to know about you. Hey, uh, I'm Savannah, as you said. Uh, pronouns are she and her, and I am a chef by trade. <laughs> oh. Cool, I did not know that. I'm a <laughs> chef by trade, cool. That's interesting. Um, are you in still like employed as a chef, or is it because of the pandemic it's kind of preventing that? <laughs> yeah, I was employed actually just before it by... I was a chef for Tullamore Jew, which was really cool, like working with whiskey. But, um, but yeah, since then I haven't been. <laughs> yeah, pandemic kind of gets in the way of that a bit. <laughs> Um, perfect but no um, that's fantastic so we're just going to jump in we had discussed general themes beforehand so one of the reasons that you had kind of actually reached out to me is um, saying that you'd be interested in coming on as a guest is to kind of really just talk about like body positivity and kind of body acceptance so the kind of first kind of general question general theme that I want to touch into is what does body positivity or body acceptance mean to you and if you'd like to maybe even just share a bit about your own kind of journey whatever you're comfortable sharing yeah so actually it's kind of interesting because i was listening to one of your podcasts recently i can't remember which one it was now and i can't remember if it was entirely to do with body positivity or maybe it was like sex positivity but there's something you brought up about uh that you kind of think of it as body positivity let's say if it was that um in general like it doesn't mean that you like it all the time but it's that like you are positive about it and you have a good attitude about it and like that is pretty much exactly how i feel about it (laughs) um like i don't i'm not always like comfortable with myself and like i mean it's only really more recently that i've become like a lot more comfortable with myself but even then i have days where i'm like not like feeling comfortable in my own skin but i'm just like oh well you know you were okay yesterday and you are going to be okay again like this is just in your head like nothing is actually wrong with you yeah no i get you and and yeah i think like it's probably a bit of both that i had said that before about whether it's body positivity or sex positivity but yeah like that's how kind of how where i definitely strongly feel about it because i think particularly in a lot of the online spaces but a lot of the kind of body body positivity movement is really kind of, I don't know, infiltrated by toxic positivity, Mm -hmm. you know, in the whole, you have to love every part of yourself at all times or else you're a terrible human. And it's just like, that's just such a, like, not a realistic mentality. Whereas that's why I think, like, acceptance or even just neutrality is the better way, as in you make, you know, you work on make sure that you're not hating yourself you're not like constantly beating yourself up you're just acknowledging that this is the body that i have and my body is okay i might not love it all today but my body is my body and yeah i think that's definitely the healthiest approach like and like i think even just in general with the body positivity movement like the fact that the body positivity movement was kind of started by fat black queer women like you know people of color and then like any form of movement (laughs) white people come along and kind of go oh this is for us now and just kind of take over it so now anytime you see body positivity it's just thin white women and it's just like great you you see some like again i don't know everyone's story but like you see some that you're like 
do they actually like understand like what it is like in general or are they just like this is trendy i also want to be part of this <laughs> mm, definitely and i think particularly again like with those online spaces like so much of it you just kind of get that air of are they just doing it for clout? Are they just doing it because this is what's trending? This is what's popular in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's why they're involved. Like, you know, and, yeah. oh, it is like so incredibly <laughs> annoying and frustrating. And <laughs> um, the one yeah. part of it that I think definitely like always kind of grinds my gears is like when you see like, like an objectively thin person, like, contorting their body to kind of show that they have like one role and it's just like look at my body i have a role and i'm like okay fine like i get it like but it's not exactly the same because even if i was to pose in the exact same way i still wouldn't look the same like it's not about the way that i pose like this is just my body the way it is all the time exactly and it's just it just kind of sends like the completely like yeah it's like one of it's like just like that thing about kind of people who are like performative allies whether it's for the body positivity movement for queer people for like um, people of color allies are like so focused on being performative on showing that look look how good of an ally i am like the message positive message i'm sending and it's just like that's not really helping anything you're just kind of centering yourself for no reason and yeah yeah, yeah. like I, I do like i mean i follow like a range of different you know kind of body positive body acceptance accounts online which mm. i found helpful to me and now they are all different sizes but one girl that i follow she's called make love not diets mm. and <laughs> i know it's very similar <laughs> <laughs> it's like just one word off from a completely different type of <laughs> social anyway, platform like um she's straight sized like mm. um but you know she openly talks about that like she's like i am she even put up one post one time that was like i am not a body positive account because like i'm not plus size like this is just i'm just talking about like healthy eating or you know what i mean like not healthy mm. eating, but like eating what you want to eat basically and you know uh loving yourself even if things aren't perfect and if clothes are too small then it's fine and blah 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 yeah but, like you know she's not like I'm, oh, look at this, like, little role that I have. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, here for this. Um, so, yeah, like, it's, like, there's, like, some people that, like, you know, like her, like, even though she is straight size, like, you know, she does definitely understand the situation and is not just, like, uh, hopping on the bandwagon. Exactly. Um, well, that's good to hear. And there is definitely, like, with any form of movement, there you can tell the difference between the performative allies and then the people who, like, know their privilege and kind of mm -hmm. are just like, yeah. The internet. I mean, mm. you know, you're used to, like, well, there's lots. But anyway. <laughs> Where do we start? Um, like, the horrible thing, like, let's say even for this particular girl, again, like, you know, um, she still gets comments that are like, uh, go to the gym and like shit like this, you know? And it's like, no matter what you do, if you try to promote something that's positive, people will want to go against that. Oh, one, well, yes. Like, just, I don't, like, I don't know what it is. It's just like, this mentality of like wanting to tear something down, I just don't understand. Like, I'm going to say, why can't you be happy for people? Like, I just don't understand it. Like, tear down bigots and, you know, terrible people don't tear down someone who's just promoting like positivity when it comes to the body or sex yeah, like i'm uh, quite active in like the body positive like reddit uh, the subreddit or whatever mm. and for the most part that's like really good like there's rarely any negativity on it because like you know you're gonna have to find that reddit before you like comment on it mm. but like one issue that i have with people like always saying stuff on that and this is going to sex positivity now but uh, someone might post a picture of themselves and they'd be like, I feel really good. And then people would be like, you're just trying to promote your OnlyFans. And it's like, well, even if she was, yeah, exactly. it's a body positivity <laughs> account. She can like her body and want to, you know, show it off and get money for it if she wants to. You know? Exactly. I just don't like, you're just trying to promote yourself. And yeah. is that a bad thing? No. <laughs> like, body positivity is about everything. It's not just about one thing like it extends to that as well like they they're proud of it they want to like show it off that's fine you know exactly and i think that that's like touches on like a really kind of 
good kind of point is that like so much of like the body positivity movement kind of completely removes itself from sex and sexuality and like I just like personally like myself like because I was actually just on the Tend Your Garden podcast last night I was a guest on that a very good podcast and I was just very much talking about how I am pro team slut like that's me and um, but so I just can't understand talking about the body and separating it from sex and sexuality like it's just like as in like how can you be body positive but then you're someone who like might be kink shaming or something like that like I just don't get that it's like just a strange dichotomy like now I 100% um I'm sorry I'll just um I'm 100% of the belief that the body itself is not inherently sexual as in if you look like if you look at a naked body that's just a naked body it's only sexual if there's intent there but I just can't understand trying to do body positivity without also doing sex positivity like it it doesn't make sense to separate them but what were you going to say there no i was going to say that i completely agree with that and again when it comes to things like body positivity it's like it's almost like like you're not allowed to like also be like sexual you know like post kind of sexual things or whatever because people be like "Mm, well you're just like doing that for the male gaze or whichever and it's like no i'm posting it because i felt (laughs) (laughs) oh exactly like that's another thing like just that phrase itself the male get like that is just like it's like a term that's just thrown around without any kind of proper understanding of what it's being like actually it refers to because like it's an academic term which should only really be used in academic circles but then it gets used just oh male gays and it's just like well no that's just a person just enjoying their body like it's like the same thing as like saying oh women only wear makeup for men no they are wearing makeup because they enjoy wearing makeup and also makeup is for everyone (laughs) now this is like this was a whole big thing last week in like the you know i'm quite active in like a band's community you know Mm. um last week one girl put up like she thought she was being like quirky i think Mm. um she put up something about i don't think boys should wear makeup because i think nobody should wear makeup Uh. and i'm like oh my god like she didn't she just didn't get the point at all (laughs) oh like just eye roll like i'm just like it was was just like no not the point (laughs) yeah that's like that's like the opposite of a hot take that's just yeah like that's just no that's just and everyone was like no this is you, you need to understand this and this and they were like just not getting it they were oh. just going further and deeper and deeper into that hole yeah yeah, yeah. It like, just, it, like it just like sh- like not it shocks me but it doesn't in that, like, mm. that people still like have this mindset like <laughs> oh no 100 and like i was like i think a lot of that as well and it's like something that it's like become really kind of like present to like that i'm like kind of noticing a lot and like i think you see it a lot on tiktok but just kind of any online spaces but there's a lot of people who are just chronically online in the sense that they only interact with other people in online spaces there's they don't have any kind of like interaction with people outside of the online world outside of online spaces so they have all these strange like takes and the theories that just aren't applicable like one like you see it a lot on tiktok of like people you know you'll see someone put up a tiktok going oh i've just realized i'm bisexual or i'm some identity and then you'll see a host of comments going you can't identify as that because of xyz and it's just like you can't tell someone why like what their identity is that's just stupid but um I saw something as well, like, again, it kind of comes to the chronically online thing. I saw it just on Twitter. Like, it was a picture, I think it was, like, Olivia Rodrigo, that singer, who's really popular right now, like, put up, like, just a picture on her Instagram of her, like, kind of just hugging another, like, woman. And, like, then it was all, yeah, it was all these people accusing her of queer baiting. And I'm just like, do you people just not, live off the internet like like it's just like it's so strange like just the idea of like just saying anyone is queer baiting if they're interacting with anyone of the same gender just is bizarre but also as well because it just it's almost like 
internally um, heterosexist, homophobic, mm-hmm. because it's almost like saying any same gender interaction is automatically sexual. And I'm just like, no, that's just really weird. And also, that's what the straights say about us. And that's why they attack us, because they say we're sexual all the time. And it's just like, no. That that even came into someone's mind when they saw the picture. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't, like, it just shouldn't even make... It it was just a picture. Like, I I haven't seen it now, personally, but just from what you said, it's just like a picture of two people together. Like, why did that even happen? Like, if you saw, like, two kids in a picture together hugging, like, you wouldn't just be like, oh, my God, like, what's going on here? Oh, I know. I just... I just don't get it. And, like, the thing is, like, queer baiting as, like, a term is a real thing. As in, it is a thing when you see, like, particular... Like, it's usually kind of singers and musicians more so than any other type of celebrity persona. But it is that thing of, like, kind of cherry-picking from queer aesthetics and to appeal to a queer market when you're not necessarily a queer person. So it is a thing, but... It's almost because of these people who are chronically online, they just accuse any single person that's interacting with someone of the same gender. You're a queer baiter. It's just like, no, but also, why do we need to know what someone's sexuality is? Like, I just don't, like, understand. Like, why does it matter? Even if they are queer baiting, why does it matter? Like, it. I just don't, I just don't understand it. Like, cause like, look what's happened with Billie Eilish. Like she's literally only just turning 18 and they basically assaulted her into kind of uh, confirming what her sexuality is. Um, I remember back when Miley Cyrus was still, you know, underage. Mm. Um, there was like a countdown to her being 18. Oh yeah. And it's just like what is the like sometimes you're like what is going on in the world yeah yeah that's just the straights though the straights are just (laughs) that's just that's like you know that's toxic masculinity that's that's like something in their realm i'm just like but yeah it's like they did it with britney spears my Mm -hmm. like literally any like any time that there is some form of like girl because they're a minor who is at all famous there's that weird creepy countdown of like oh they're almost 18 and it's just and like the day they're 18, it's like everything is good now we yeah can yeah exactly i just i just don't understand it and actually just like speaking of oh we can be perps i saw this like just random tangent but i saw this tiktok the other day where it was like this guy like I don't know what age he is, but basically it was, like, one of those, you know, one of those, like, reaction videos where it's, like, one thing where they're, like, oh, no, I don't want that, and then the other thing, yeah, it was, like, the first part of the video was, like, girls age 20 to 22, and it was, like, oh, no, girls age, like, 14 to 16, yes, and I'm just, like, what, why is that something, and, like, the thing is, that is something that is, like, really normalized and almost accepted in quotation marks yeah. for men to go after younger like like for like older teenagers who could be like mm-hmm. 17 18 19 going after like 14 like i just don't understand that why it's something that's so normalized and like then, and then <laughs> <laughs> this, this is going into like a whole other thing now again but and then that's allowed on tiktok <laughs> yes yeah Uh, and actually speaking like that actually kind of comes like in nicely links into one of the themes that i was like hoping to cover is the way social media apps like tiktok like instagram they're the biggest kind of culprits at the moment the way they police people differently for the same type of content so usually it's particularly bigger sized bodies will be doing something the exact same like it could be the exact same dance move as and the exact same clothing as a straight sized body but it's viewed as like adult nudity and sexual activity just because it's a bigger body and i'm just wondering because i know just yourself you've had like kind of troubles with like tiktok has just like been like no no you're not allowed to exist so i'm just like what's your perspective on that and it kind of links like it all links to that problem of like tiktok allows some things and you're just like why is that allowed and this isn't very strange to me like i wish i wish i could just actually have a conversation with someone from tiktok like that's all i want like Mm. because i just want to know where this like 
idea is coming from because in my head like i had to go i went through, uh, i emailed so much different um emails for tiktok when mm. my one got permanently banned and every single one of them got back to me and was like no there is sexual 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 activity and whatever on your account and i said fine show me where it was <laughs> not every time i got like ignore it after that yeah. and I'm just thinking is there not one normal human on any end of one of these emails like <laughs> that saw this and thought mm, that's a bit strange like I don't see anything weird here like it's the fact that like I was talking to so many different people and every single one is like this is wrong yeah so yeah, yeah so I don't I don't get that for first of all <laughs> and uh, secondly like Yes, in just like what you said a second ago, people can do the same thing, wear the same clothes, whatever, and if they're two different sizes, or not even just sizes, but again, women of colour are very highly judged on like TikTok and Instagram as well, um, like, mm. small, skinny, white girls <laughs> <laughs> are perfectly okay, even if they are 15 and in a string bikini and their underboob is out, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it is just it doesn't make sense and like I think the thing particularly with TikTok in like the way they work is that it allows like it allows people to report things before it gets checked. So that's how queer people, bigger sized bodied people, people of colour are completely like attacked on these platforms because the second someone sees anything that they like that doesn't fit into their narrow worldview of what the world is supposed to look like, they just report it. And the second like a video could get maybe three like I don't know what the actual number is, but the second it gets a certain number of reports, TikTok will just immediately take it down for whatever reason and then like, the amount of times that I've, like, appealed something, like, which was taken down, and it says, like, sexual activity or promoting, and I'm just like, none of that was present. Like, it's just because I'm a visibly queer person, and people don't like that. And, like, I appeal it, and straight away they go, oh, we're apologies for the error. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the worst thing is, is once, the, like, if you have a video that gets taken down, it completely, like, knocks you, yeah, it knocks you off the algorithm. Like, it mm -hmm. basically makes it impossible for you to get further growth. And... I just don't get, like, you would think that any report would have to be checked first before it gets substantiated. Like, that's how most platforms work. But no, it, I just don't understand it. And yeah, you're right as well. Either. Like, and that's, again, like, I obviously, I started a new account, but I basically rarely post on it because it's just so frustrating. Mm. Like, um, so, like, this is, again, leading back to that kind of thing. Like, the other day, I... When I opened my TikTok, I got a random notification that was like, you're banned from posting. And I was like, I haven't posted in like two weeks. <laughs> uh, so I went in, but it was just like an old notification for some reason, because it didn't actually show up in the actual notifications. It just kind of randomly came up. Oh, that's uh, weird. So I was like, I'm just going to upload this five second clip of my tattoo on my leg uh, mm. to just test if I can upload a video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I uploaded it and it went up and I was like, that's fine. And I left it and I was, didn't look at it until the next day. And then the next day I opened my thing and it's like, you have had too many violations on your account and you're banned from posting. Oh my and god. And I was like, what? And I was like, yes, this video of your leg has <laughs> nudity and sexual activity in it. And I was like, it's oh. the of my thigh. It doesn't, there's not even like ass in it or something, you know what I mean? Like, freaking hell. Because uh, no. I'm assuming that's what got me taken down off the other one. But, um... So, yeah, I, again, I appealed the video, and it came back a few minutes later, and it was like, this is fine, and, but the ban from posting stayed. Oh, I just, yeah, like, there's, it's so annoying, like, because for me, like, TikTok, like, I enjoy it because it's particularly been the one, like, kind of app like, that's really kind of documented my journey, my progression yeah. as a non-binary person. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I've, like, grown on TikTok into myself, so I really enjoy the platform and the, like, following that I've built. Like, it's small, but it's a really, it feels like a close-knit chosen family. Everyone yeah, that follows it. me is someone that I like interacting with. Mm -hmm. 
And so I really like the platform, but it's just the amount of times that it just will be, like you said, we'll just say, oh, you're banned from posting, you're banned from... The-. And it's just, like, do I want to commit to this despite the joy it has given me beforehand? Like, particularly, I had a period of almost, like, a month, if not longer, of just not being on the app at all because my account had... I had logged in one day and my account was perma-banned and I was just like, what? So then I kind of, like, appealed it and miraculously they actually gave my account back i don't understand how i looked out but they did and but then they gave it back but then they just said your account has been reinstalled but you're banned from posting for the next two weeks after that two weeks i just get a notification you're banned from posting for another like it literally was just rolling yeah it just kept rolling saying you're banned from posting for another week and i'm just like this feels like I'm being targeted and harassed oh, by TikTok. No. I just don't understand it. Like, so I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to bother posting anymore because I couldn't. <laughs> and yeah. I just... It's so I annoying. Mean, I get that because, like, again, obviously I started the new one and I'm just, like, I'm not that interesting. I'm just one person on this platform with millions of people. Why do you need to target me? <laughs> like, there's I... plenty of people on here for you to go after their videos. Exactly. Like and also... Um, there's a plenty of people on the app who should be going like you should be going after them because they're like either obviously Nazis or they're obviously bigots and it's just like why are they allowed on the platform and like the one I uploaded like a video straight after the leg one because again I was like testing for the upload and this was yeah. before I got banned from posting uh, <sighs> again um and the second the video went up it was like this has nudity and sexual activity in it so i was like okay they're just flagging my videos as soon as they go up now Mm. like i don't even get a chance (laughs) it's just it is i i just don't understand it and like the re like their reasoning is because oh there's children on the app and i'm just like well then just invent like they're worth billions. They're like, it's not like they're a small company. They're a massive global company. So just invest the money and make it so that there's one part of TikTok that's only for minors and there's one part of TikTok that's only for people who are 18 and up. And if they're 18 and up, you're adults, you're allowed... Like, that means you can post whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and again, coming back to, like, to Reddit, um, mm. you can decide whether you want to see, like not say for content or not yeah like it's just one switch back and forth so if you could literally make it that easy do you know what i mean exactly Um, like it's it's just so incredibly frustrating and like i think like partially i think one of the reasons why they are so incredibly just bigoted fat phobic terrible is because of the fact that they are a chinese company and a lot of their that country has a very kind of strict way of how people are supposed to behave particularly when it comes to online spaces like as in facebook and stuff like that is banned in china because they they dictate what is allowed be popular so i think that's partly why it is so the way it is again when it comes to sizing like a normal size over here like Mm -hmm. yeah would be quite big over there uh, oh I mean, oh 100% like um, just like speaking on that one of my cousins from Canada uh, he used to live in China for years like he was like he ran like uh, one of their general electric plants like he for a company like so mm-hmm. like he was like the head of the entire like <laughs> network across China and uh, but he used to have like a driver and his like my cousin like he'd be like tall and not like not fat but not thin either just Mm -hmm. kind of like nicely rotund a bit of a dad bod um like uh or rather fat but not overweight because there's nothing wrong with being fat um Mm -hmm. but basically his driver used to basically point at him every time and call him panza panza which is basically effectively the chinese for fat white man so like yeah that was exactly (laughs) i know exactly like it's i I love it when you find out a country has like a specific word for a very specific thing but it just like that's what i mean like it's there's this they have a very different kind of view of bodies actually um now that you 
know, this is actually Japan, mm. but, you know, they have kind of a similar outlook on a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. I love Japan, but, like, you know, there's certain areas that are more accepting there than others. Like, Tokyo is very accepting of, like, everything. Mm. But um, I've been to Japan three times, and two times I was in Tokyo, and one time I was in Osaka. Mm. And this is this was actually, like, a... What would you say? Like, a part that, like, really put me down in terms of, like, my body, and I was smaller than I am now. Mm. Uh, because I went to Universal there, and, like, I, I would have been, like, a women's size... 14 maybe 12 i don't know like mm. i wasn't i was, it was just average enough i don't know yeah. like Aver average size yeah and getting on one of the roller coasters i had to get checked to see if i could fit in a seat oh and i was like wow like i was like how much people that come over from another country like have to do this and how much people just get refused like mm. like I was like, oh my god, I'm so big that I cannot, like, I have to get checked to get on this roller coaster. Oh, and like, and, like oh. that's one, like that's one of those things. Like you're saying, like it would be impossible for that that not to affect you. Like, mm. as in, like you know, like, retrospectively, logically, you're kind of going, oh well, the reason they're checking is because obviously in this country sizing works differently so that like i even though i'm i am in very average size i wouldn't be considered average in this like client this area but oh. like that's from a very logical matter of fact perspective yes, exactly. but <laughs> at the moment at, at the time when it happens there's no way that that isn't going to affect you and yeah it's just like just like speaking on the way things like that can affect you i think it really like also kind of links back to the way people just kind of say really fat phobic things around people and no, yeah. like don't think about the impact of the words particularly parents towards their kids mm -hmm. the amount of time yeah the, like, i'm just like i can hear the nodding i'm just like yep you feel me but like the amount of times that i've like and i feel like oddly enough it's usually mothers and i think it, that becomes down to like patriarchal internalized misogyny and internalized fat phobia and um, and the messaging that women are conditioned with but like the amount of times that my mom would say are you sure you want to eat that or oh you looks like you've put on a bit of weight and i'm just like it like the amount of times you get those comments it weighs on you and it definitely does like that's like one of the things like that i think about a lot mm. in terms of like how where i am right now like let's say um, I have nothing against, obviously, my mother or my grandmother or my sister or anyone. Like, yeah. they're, they're just, they've just been taught this way as well, you know? <laughs> like, um, yeah. but yeah, weight was always a huge, like, topic of conversation in the house. Um, and even, like, today, like, you know, my mother will be like, Oh, I look awful big in this or something mm. like puts on anything and I'm just like oh I just wish like you didn't like think that way <laughs> like, I know I know like and my mom like my mom would be the same in the sense like you know if like my sister is wearing something because my mom still hasn't really come around to me wearing femme clothing so mm -hmm. I haven't really had those <laughs> conversations yeah. but um when I, I hear her talking like with my sister like it will be you'll hear those comments of like oh like uh that isn't the most flattering or stuff like yeah, that and i like or that's very slimming like it seems like a compliment uh, but it's like no it's <laughs> i just i just don't get that and like i hate that phrase particularly that's really flattering because it like it's like saying that you're not allowed to wear certain things if it doesn't hide your body yeah. like and like, oh dress recently that my mother bought and this is, comes up back to I think I was talking about on my Instagram a few days ago, which is like boobs and like mm. uh, you know how we all feel about them. Um, and they're just like again similar to a lot of stuff. Like if they're big, they're just it's sexual. Like, yeah. Oh, here are my boobs. This is only for sex. And mm. but like my mother got this dress anyways, and she was like, oh, I can't wear this dress because it's too booby, and blah blah. blah. Maybe I'll give it to your sister uh, because she has smaller boobs. And I was like. <laughs> I'm going to take this dress because I think it's really nice. And <laughs> I think you've even seen it. It's the blue dress that I posted on my story sometimes. Oh. I love this dress. Yes, I think <laughs> I have. Yes, it's a very fabulous dress. Um. I love it. And I was like, 
but it is just that thing. It's like that's too booby. Like you know what I mean. That's another thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like we can't do. Exactly, and it is like it's it's another incredibly frustrating thing about like the way society tells women that their bodies are only for men, and like that like that about that thing. Oh, it's too booby because for some reason boobs are sexual. Like whereas you could have a very fat man go topless down the street like particular something that you see all the time like i'm as in the euros are on now so you're watching the sports and there's something particular about english football fans who just love to get topless regardless of what match it is and they're bigger bodies like you know yeah exactly it's just like either everyone is allowed to go topless or nobody like you can't make it one rule for one gender like i just it's so incredibly annoying and frustrating but yeah, yeah just that thing about oh boobs are sexual and it's just like no they're just boob they're just flat like they're fun to play with but they're just like they're, they're just flesh like you know it's just like again when you think about it like that way like you know like say what they're fun to play with like it's like um people have fetishes for feet let's just say yeah but if i go around with my in my bare feet no one's like oh, those away <laughs> you could turn someone on <laughs> you have to think about all the people with foot fetishes like yeah, it's just like, like seriously <laughs> yeah and it's just oh it's and it's also like just like you're saying as well like the way like you're saying, like, boobs are considered inherently sexual, but the way that, like, sexual interest changes in the sense that, like, it used to be back in the day that big boobs was, like, what you needed to have. And if you had a big ass, like, this is particularly for women, if you had a big ass, it was like, oh, God, no, you're terrible. We're going to kick you off the bo- off the boat. <laughs> like, why? I, as someone who's always been a fan of an ass on any gender, I've never understood why a big ass was considered bad. I never understood that logic. But now it's completely flipped. That it's almost like bigger breasts are actually not a good thing. And yeah, like But you must have a big ass. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just the way. And that's going to change next year. year Yeah, there will always be changing, which is why, like, that's why, like, when you see so many people like racing to get like Brazilian butt lifts and stuff like that, and it's just like, look, if you want to do it one hundred percent for yourself, go all the power to you. If that's what's going to make you happy in how you view yourself, all power to you. But if, like, the reason someone is getting some form of, like, cosmetic surgery or change is because they're, like, it's what's needed to look good, like, that's really, like, such a damaging mindset to have. It really is. It's like, you see, like, uh, let's just say, like, I don't even think they're, like, too popular anymore, but, like, let's say for a while, big lips were, like, super popular. Mm. And everyone wants to get lip fillers and blah, blah, blah. And now everyone's getting them dissolved because the natural look is in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I just, I just I think that. Keep up with that. <laughs> no, exactly. It's, and it's, it's just like this general thing, like, about human, like, it's constant, like, chasing what's popular, whether it's what's popular body-wise, what's popular fashion-wise, and, like, it all kind of links back to, yay, capitalism and commodification and consumption and just everything terrible about people. But it's just, like, that's why fast fashion is a thing, because, like, Mm -hmm. fashion trends are always changing so much, so it's like, oh, I need to get the next hot thing, and it's like, no, clothes. Clothing is just clothing. It's just a piece of fabric that covers your body, which yeah, is why it needs to be degendered as well. You, should, like, you shouldn't put on something because it's in fashion, and you also like should just wear things that you feel like the most comfortable in. You feel, you know, whatever you feel attractive in, and like that might not be what's in fashion, but it doesn't really matter because you're not going to wear something in fashion, be uncomfortable, and like present yourself as comfortable. You know what I mean? Like you're just going to seem like uncomfortable because you are yeah exactly 100% and like I think like again like that's the thing like the same as like makeup when it comes to clothing as well like people just like we need to normalize just wearing whether it's clothing or makeup what you want for yourself as in 
because you feel hot. Not because you want to appear hot to other people, just because whatever it is you're wearing makes you feel hot. And like, I think that's a definitely a mentality that I've grown into. Like, yeah. before I was non-binary, I never felt like the word hot or sexy could be applied to me. Like, I just... Mm-hmm. They were foreign lands that I was not a traveler in. I just didn't yeah, understand them. <laughs> but like after kind of like you know accepting myself and embracing myself, I'm just like, yeah, I'm hot, I'm sexy, and I'm gonna own that, and I'm gonna like. That's why I like flaunting myself, and that's why I hate that Instagram and TikTok doesn't allow you to flaunt yourself. <laughs> I'm just like, I just want to show my sexy self off. Like, why is yeah, that a bad I thing? Find very strange as well. Which I mean, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but um. I find that, like, confidence actually is sexy. And what I mean is, again, I wouldn't have considered myself very sexy, like, as a, you know, growing up or whatever, even a couple of years ago. Mm. But I just feel like once I started, like, embracing the things that I liked, people are like, oh, yes, <laughs> that's for me. And I'm just like, is it just, like, my, uh, what's the word? My way of portraying myself now because I'm, like, so much more comfortable in it that it's like coming across that way uh, because I don't think I was in in terms of uh, what people would say is attractive <laughs> yeah like and I, I think that's also like like just in general it ta- it's like we're, we're almost like conditioned not to view ourselves as attractive like mm-hmm. that's so much of the conditioning that we get like because we're told to hate our bodies we're told to hate the way we look like and like that's why the weight loss industry and dieting industry are they are worth billions because they're designed to just like (laughs) you're terrible you're fat (laughs) you need to lose weight you need to diet like i just hate like that those are industries that are these ads um, Mm. uh, and i hate them like (laughs) you've probably seen them like yourself and they're like i need 10 women who need to lose 20 pounds why is it 10 women that need to lose 20 pounds eh? <laughs> why not like, just 10 people of any gender but even not that yeah, but, even still, yeah, but, but like, I'm just like oh I hate this advertisement oh I know like that's why actually just speaking of advertisement I was really happy to see that Pinterest have announced that they're yeah. banning all ads that are promoting like weight loss and dieting like I'm just like yes that's amazing every other application should do that like mm. We shouldn't be promote like it's so dangerous and it just create like it's so triggering to like people who could have had eating disorders who have eating disorders. I can't remember was it Instagram or not, but I think there's like talks of them like saying that influencers and companies have to in the same way they have to say that they're ads, they have to say like that pictures are edited. Mm. Uh, I think it's supposed to be something that's coming in, which again is very helpful because if if someone wants to edit their photos for like artistic reference or something that's fine as long as they say it <laughs> yeah exactly 100 percent. if they're presenting themselves as this is my all natural body this is my all natural skin i haven't smoothed this <laughs> you know? like yeah you know, that's no. what people see and they're like Shit, i don't look like that exactly and also and people are so impressionable exactly. as like, well Hello? Oh, I think, uh, yeah, it just briefly cut out there, but no, it's all, it's it's all grand. We saved it. I can edit that brief silence out. Um, (laughs) That's perfect. Um, And I'll edit this ramble out. Uh, um, No. (laughs) Uh, Or not. Or maybe I'll leave it in. Yeah, but actually speaking about the editing, like just as a general tangent, (laughs) I've like found that trying to edit the podcast, like on myself it's like so laborsome because i think it's like one of those things where you're like they say you're always your own worst critic like i'd spend hours like making sure that i'm removing every second like because i'm in ireland and we say like every few words (laughs) exactly but i'd be like cutting out every unnecessary like and i'd be spending hours doing it and i'm just like Mm -hmm. it's getting to the point where it's not fun to do it so i'm just like no 
screw it. I'm no longer going to edit unless there's big technical difficulties, like yeah. to you know to make sure it's every all tied up. But no, I'm no longer going to edit. It's all staying in. I'm raw dogging it. <laughs> <laughs> Raw dogging a podcast. Yeah, that's it. We're going with it. That's the thing there. New name. But um, actually, just I wanted to touch on because you mentioned about how, like, uh, since you've kind of like grown in confidence and like you've got now, like, kind of like it's like helped you kind of like feel sexy and stuff like that. Like, uh, how did you discover like pole and sensual movement and how much, how much did that help you as well to kind of. That honestly changed my life like I actually cannot even like that's not like over exaggerating it Mm. It actually did um like everyone that that will listen to me talk about how pole is great for you like I will just spew it all out like word vomit straight into their mouth um (laughs) but, but anyways um yeah actually originally when I was 16 I did a like a beginner course in pole because my sister was doing it um so that was my first introduction but and we bought a pole for our house at the time and fair play finished, but i was in i was in like not even sir i was in fourth year like transition year at the time hmm. and i broke my arm when i was in the school play oh. so, <laughs> so i didn't continue pole and my sister <laughs> kind of gave it up too because i wasn't doing it so the pole mm. like sat on top of our kitchen counters you know, the, the bit above the very top where there's like a little space yeah uh the presses um and I, we left it there when we sold the house by mistake oh no <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, well, we haven't used it in years. But anyways, uh, so then, like, back in 2018, Christmas time, let's just say, me and my friends were all like, we want to do some activity together, something fun, blah, blah, blah. And I was mm. like, I've been really wanting to do pole, uh, because it was really fun when I did it before, and I would like to get back into it, and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And uh, they were all like, that sounds like a great idea. But then when it came to it, only one of the girls joined with me. <laughs> and uh, so we both started in the coven, and... I just like I was very anxious at the start like I'm an anxious person in general mm. I was like everyone's staring at me this girl is getting this move faster than me and blah 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 like before I even went there like I messaged Adita who was the owner of the coven it's sadly closed now mm. um, but I was like I am like heavier and I don't think I'm gonna be able to lift myself and I'm like afraid to come here. <laughs> mm. And she was like, don't even worry about it. Like we have people of all sizes and genders and everything in the studio, which was true. And she was like, you know, just come and do your best and you can work on your strengths and whatever. Mm. Um, so I went and yeah, I, my arms were weak as shit for six months. <laughs> like I was not able to lift myself like, you know, but my legs were strong and my flow was good. And <laughs> that's the things that you have to focus on. Like, and that's what I learned to focus on. Like, I, it took me months to even go to sensual movement classes. Like, I was mm. just going to go to the pole classes and to the spinny pole classes and whatever. Yeah. And so then eventually I went to a sensual movement class and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> and uh, what I love about Adita, um, it, I think it's so important to have a good instructor mm-hmm. again sex positive um because they're going to be the ones that are going to like push out of your comfort zone uh and you know again it's about the technique but it's about so much more than the technique like in adita's classes she'd be like okay everyone now open your legs and touch your vagina like <laughs> <laughs> i love it yes <laughs> you that, like you know yeah and then like if you're doing that she'd be like yes yes <laughs> and, like you just felt like so empowered in her classes and like it's the same thing with like Kitty Valore. Um, mm. If you ever do any of her online floor work classes, like I highly recommend it because again, she's all just like, "We're going to stroke the booty. We're going to do this. Like, play with your tits. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's literally like it's just pole is like so accepting, or at least a, a lot of it, not the whole thing. Now, I can't yeah, speak for them all. Um, but like, especially like the online community and pole and stuff um, are just so accepting of sex and everything like that that it just makes you normalize it. Exactly, and I'm. I just love that it's had such a transformative effect for you. And like I had on one of my previous episodes, Chloe was one of my guests, and Chloe was also someone who's doing pole and talked about how transformative it was for her. And then I had Ava Hennessy, another stripper, on, and 
Ava is wonderful as well. And I, like, I, I get, I think I just have like <laughs> a track record of like, I just want to talk to people who do pole because like, I'm just like, please hype me up so I can start doing it. And then I've actually reached, I've reached out to a studio and I'm hoping to start doing classes soon. It's actually the studio yeah. that Chloe is a student of. So I'm just like hoping to get in there. But yes, like I'm loving that there does seem to be a growth in more and more inclusive studios that are like all sizes can do pole all genders can do pole and also studios that are acknowledging that pole stripping sensual movement all comes from sex work you can't do pole yes, and pole. be a swerf one of the first things that we learned in the government i love that, that adida was like now just so you know like pole came from stripping so if you don't agree with that then you can leave i love that like, that was like the best base to start out on because she was like take it or leave it like you have to agree with this because that's where it came from if you want to do it you have to like know about the history and like again kitty velour in all in a lot of her classes online like at the start she would like give like a thing about where this came from where twerking mm. came from where the platform heels came from like you know she acknowledges it and it's like really educational to know but like you know it's important exactly but <laughs> particularly because a lot like a lot of like sex work aesthetics that have like leak have gone over to mainstream originated with like black sex workers and people of color so acknowledging that history and where it comes from is so crucial and so important so i love hearing about studios and teachers that promote that and encourage learning that history because it is so important and so crucial because like like i see sometimes like like you'll see like pole fitness classes and pole fitness studios which like try to distance themselves from stripping and like we're we're not strippers and it's just and i oh i hate it so much it's just like you wouldn't have the pole but you're like you're doing the artwork you know exactly or the same as like wasn't it um pleasers like the company that makes those shoes we're just like they changed it like they were just like tried to distance themselves from stripping and strippers and it's just like there's a reason they're called stripper heels you know stop trying to distance yourselves and that's another thing i can't wait to actually get myself heels because Uh, i don't have any and i just know i will look sexy as fuck (laughs) in them but uh i'm just like i have to i have to find out like the right business to go to because like they they aren't cheap so it's like i want to go to a sex worker inclusive and business and then also like good quality brands now like my original ones would have been from pleasers mm. and then i have a few from hella heels and then i have one pair that's by a small uk business called pole baby mm. and they're my big thigh high pink Ooh. electric pink ones and they're just like the most amazing things ever but like, <laughs> <laughs> just just anything thigh high i'm just like yes yeah, i just agree. yeah they're just they're... And also i emailed them in advance too because i was like are my thighs gonna fit in this <laughs> i know from previous thigh high endeavors mm. that uh, they're not the most inclusive um but yeah like they're pretty good like the laces were still like a tiny bit like small but i actually switched the laces out for elastic laces and now they just like glide on and it's oh i love that that is fantastic (laughs) but yes that's something i need to invest in and start doing pole as well oh probably (laughs) well it's the same with tattoos like i i i I have four now i have my next one booked already and i'm just like yeah i'm gonna get a it's there's this uh local tattoo artist in dublin she actually did my most recent one but it's going to be a new tattoo where it's basically it's like a love heart that's in the shape of a butt in fishnets like with tights oh, yes, uh, I have seen something similar yeah sure, and but i'm gonna get it with like the bisexual flag colors and then just have they them like kind of arching over the butt so it's just like i'm a bisexual non-binary slut so i think this is like the <laughs> perfect tattoo for me <laughs> But yes, I can't wait to get that. That's coming up oh, in August. Sure. Yeah, tattoos are, yep. <laughs> yeah, tattoos, heel, like just kind of really any of those things where it's just like, okay, I've got it. Like, I'm just going to keep getting more. Like, yeah, that uh, I just get addicted to buying a certain thing or whatever, and it's just going to be that way, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, my current addiction is snag tights. I just, they are the best. <laughs> to, like, oh, they are the best. Like, I already, I bought three 
my first purchase. Oh, I've, the oh sure. yeah, I've got a purple garter. Oh, they're the best. Um, and actually, I wore my purple garter pair for my picture, which I sent in for my nudes by Kira earrings, which you also got a pair of. I so did. I want you to just briefly say as well how, like, what was that process like for you? Like, how sexy did it make you feel? Kind of going, I'm gonna have my own nude on earrings. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I wore them out the other day, and I was like, I wonder if anyone's looking at my earrings. <laughs> yes, look at me. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, again, like, I just, I think I'm just so disconnected, like, which is a good thing from, like, the the judgment of mm. that I'm just like, whatever, I'm just gonna do it. Like, you know, I don't care. Like, I, I, I wanted a pair of my nudes on earrings so i did it and here we are exactly i am high-fiving you through the microphone yes do you see this this is my butt please stare at my butt um but no like i'm i feel we're very much kindred spirits in that sense that i'm the exact same i just don't have any fucks when it comes to like i will talk about and like i'm gonna talk like i will happily talk about the way I orgasm, the way I masturbate, like, you know, I submit my content to Make Love Not Porn, and I also now have a Pornhub, and I did have an OnlyFans, but I just don't like that platform, it's just too clunky, and I just don't like the whole subscription thing, that that model, (laughs) I'm just like, no, no, I just want people to look at me, they don't have to subscribe, they can just look at me, (laughs) like, I'm a slut. Exactly, so, like, I don't care so i will like have my nudes on earrings i want to get nudes on jumper on t-shirts on everything like uh very briefly about this like ages ago but you know i was on uh, steel panther stream um, yes naked well topless um and when i got the email i was like oh my god steel panther want me to be naked on their stream (laughs) <laughs> I was very excited about it. You know what I mean? Like mm. in my head, I was just like, "Yes." Like, <laughs> I didn't even have a second thought about that. I was like, "This is one of my favorite bands. They want to pay me to do something like this. I will 100 do that." Um, but it was funny because, like, again, going back to like you know Ireland's idea about sex and everything, mm. like I was like so nervous to tell my mother because I was like, "I'm gonna find out one way or another." So I'm just gonna have to tell her. Uh, so I was like, "Mom, so you know um, that I kind of am okay with this kind of thing." And uh, I was like, well, uh, Steel Panther asked me to do this, and I want to do it, so I'm going to do it. And then she was like, well, I wouldn't do it. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's, a, that's a good, like, answer. Like, you know, it's not a, it's not a negative response. Like, you know, I think no, I'm... I mean, my mom like, generally, my, you know, they're not as bad as some of the Irish yeah that's the way i can put it like my nanny like likes to see my pole dancing videos you know like i love oh i love that that sounds fantastic <laughs> i love that um yeah i'm kind of like lucky enough as well in that like my family like in general isn't kind of like too not that like i haven't openly said oh yeah i submit my videos of myself masturbating on make love not porn yeah, no i mean there's no real reason to either like, yeah exactly it's not something that we're going to normally talk about now if it came yeah. up i would have no problem saying it but it's not something that's come up but um so i'm more of the i'm just gonna do it and if it comes up that's what happens but just in as a general thing like my family are quite accepting like in the sense that and this this is like one of the things where i'm just like i don't know if this is like something i should be proud of or not but like i introduced my dad to pornhub and like, yeah, I actually love that to be like so now like he'll like periodically kind of like go oh I found this <laughs> like I saw this new video and I'm just like great thanks for letting me know like it's just so yeah I think it's proud like <laughs> but yeah I, I mean it shouldn't like you know like exactly it shouldn't be a bad thing like there should be no issues about just talking about sex with your family like not like in like not vulgar yeah not so <laughs> well like i can i yeah i don't know like that's one of those like if you're legal adults each to their own like i'm not like i'm not i'm never gonna yuck someone else's yeah, yum no, basically like <laughs> finding some cultures to talk about these things so, like, yeah exactly why not here like the amount of like like Catholic guilt that this country is living with. I always just want to question people when they like bring up something about that. I'm like, okay, but why does that 
matter? And why should it bother you? And blah, blah, blah. Like, exactly. <laughs> get them to think about the reasons, like, you know? like Exactly. You know, not an actual reason under it. They're, they're yeah, just like, they're just like, oh no, we can't do, can't, no, no, we can't be doing that. Can't be talking about that. And she's like, but why? Like, it's like for anything. If you just constantly go, but why? They'll eventually, yeah. Like, yes, you have the right idea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They'll eventually come around and realize that their thinking is stupid. <laughs> if you, but why them enough? But um, actually, just because you mentioned that about how you were in that Steel Panther video, that was actually one of the things that I, like, another question I kind of had is that because you're, like, you know, you were part of that Steel Panther stream, that video, you're also kind of, like you said, involved in the kind of ghost, like, community for that band. So just as a general thing, how important is, like, music to you, to your life? Like, how big of a thing is music for you? Well... For me, a lot of it, like, pole and music are linked because, mm. uh, for me, uh, like, it's just a way to express myself. You know what I mean? Like, I can, like, connect. I feel like, again, I'm just going to compliment myself, but I feel like I have a, I have a good uh, way to connect with a song and how to, like, translate that from a song to dance. Mm. Like, I think that is, like, where my strengths lie with pole and things like that. And, like... I think I'm just very emotional about music, like, hmm. uh, music in general means a lot to me, like, it's, I'm not big into, like, techno or anything like that because I just don't connect with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is all about just, like, you know, connecting with something. Like, right now, like, Twin Temple are, like, just giving me life because their, their motto is, like, satanic feminists. Oh. And <laughs> all their songs are just, like, you know all about like women empowerment and you know sex and all that and i'm just like i just want to dance to this all the time like it's like you know it's making me feel amazing to listen to this and dance to this and think about routines so yeah i suppose it's like that i just like to just like connect through the music no i love that and like i think i'm this like for me like music that doesn't like have lyrics like i just don't really connect with so whether that's like techno or just instrumental like i just like i need lyrics to kind of like connect with this like extremely heavy like that i can't actually hear what they're saying like i like the instruments but when like i can't hear what they're saying and they're just screaming yeah like i don't really have have any like connection like any emotional thing going on here and I do think I need that with music for whatever reason, but that's just the way I am. Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. I think, like, for me, like, because my art form that I've always loved is writing. Like, I'm a, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love to write, like, um, so I think that's why I need to have lyrics to connect to a piece of music, to a song. Yeah. Like, instrumentals, like, I can appreciate, like, the music, yeah. as in I can be like, that's really good music. Yeah, <laughs> this, sa- <laughs> this sounds nice, but yeah, I I, you don't have that connection. That's going back to the poll thing again. You know, I did my first ever live routine right before the pandemic. Like, it was, like, three days before we freaking, like, shut down. Oh. And that was my first ever thing, and I was, like, super nervous about it and everything. But again, Adita was like, write down every single lyric. And you mm. need to start at the start of the song. Like, you can start in the middle of the song. If you can think of a move that connects with that particular thing, then do it. So I was, like, going over it line by line. And that's, like, the best way... I've learned to make routines is like, mm. think like, oh, you know, if something says reaching out, then you like reach out or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just like literally like the, let the lyrics like flow into the dance and like it's just really, I like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that that makes sense to me and like uh, for myself, like I'm only kind of like tipping my toes into the performance world at the moment. I have actually my first show tomorrow. I so like so. Uh, this episode will go live after that show but i'm hoping it goes well but um like for me like when it comes to doing any form of like choreography like i have to like have the song first so it sounds like you're almost similar in the sense that like you need the music first as in like so if i hear a song i'm like oh i can do something with this then the kind of choreography the movement whatever starts to kind of fall into place but i wouldn't be like i just can't understand people who can come up with a routine before they pick the music i just don't understand yeah. that like I that know. makes no sense to me tell, though, like, mm. as well you know what i mean you're like this doesn't really go with this these moves are very good and this is a very good dancer but it just doesn't actually go with the yeah it doesn't the match with the lyrics or I the think not flow would notice that either i think you have to kind of have that mindset to notice it even 
that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think if you, someone who isn't at all, like, musically inclined or performance inclined might just go, that person looks fantastic and not even yeah. notice that it doesn't mesh with the song. But yeah, if you're someone who's at all kind of artistically, creatively performance inclined you'll probably notice that um but yeah it's and it's nice to know as well that we're we seem to have similar processes like i like that and um, but yeah like we're coming up just kind of like to our hour point yeah. now so like to kind of wind us down i'm just gonna go with two uh questions so the first one is what is something that you're currently joyful for something that's giving you joy First of all, that I've started back at pole classes, even if it's a new studio, but I'm mm. getting more used to it. But yeah, I went to a class yesterday with one of my friends who also did pole with me, and I just felt that amazing feeling after class, and I was like, so energized. Like I came back at like half eight at night, and I was like, I need to do something because I have all this energy. So yeah, that's that's definitely something that's bring me a lot of joy because I, it, it was missing in my life for a while. I love that. I love that for you. And I've seen your posts as well. I'm just like, yay, this is exciting. I love that. Like, I'm feeling the same when I come out of my burlesque classes, which is on a Saturday morning. I'm just like, after the class, I'm just like, I feel like such like a rush. Like, I'm just like, I did that. That was so good. I, ah. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's this euphoric feeling. It's just like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. Yay. Um, but yes. And then next question is, what is something that you are hopeful for something that's given you hope oh we had a big disconnect <laughs> ah it's grand did you get the question or uh i didn't oh it's so yeah it was a full disconnect then and yeah so the question then is just uh so what's something that is like giving you hope that you're currently hopeful about Hmm. Um, I'm very hopeful that I'm going to get to travel soon. Uh, that's like mm. something that I love so much. Like, you know, it just gives me so much joy to plan a holiday. Like, sometimes the holiday isn't as good as the planning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been, like, looking at things online. I've been, like, pricing flights. Like, mm. I'm, gonna, I'm about to get my... Uh, like I booked into one of the pharmacies to get you know the sh the shot done. Or whatever. Yes, I'm on a waiting list as well, and was like, please. I'm, like, I'm so ready for this. Like mm -hmm. I I want to get out of here. I've been in Ireland long enough. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. So that's what I'm hopeful for. I'm just hopeful for movement. <laughs> yep, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. So just before we wrap up, um, where can people find you on social media if you want to be found? <laughs> Yeah, so my Instagram is Bombshell Goulet, and Goulet is like G-H-U-L-E-H. -E it's from the band. <laughs> and, and, you know, Bombshell's just like Bombshell. And then, because my first TikTok got banned, my new one is THE Bombshell Goulet, which is just the similar enough, but just with the on the front. <laughs> fantastic, thank you. And I'll link them in the show notes as well, anyway. Yeah. But that's fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on as a guest. I've had an absolute wonderful time talking to you. And to all my listeners, thank you for tuning in and listening to us go on tangents for over an hour um, I hope you had as much fun listening as we did talking hello listener thank you for coming on this journey with me if you would like to be there for the next stop on this adventure then please like subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcasts follow my instagram which is mixbellmorrigan that's M-X-B-E-L-M-O-R-R-I-G-A-N. And tell your friends that you too want to help make the world a better place, one conversation at a time.